Hello, and welcome to this episode of the Lackadar Podcast. We are very glad you decided to join us today. Our hope here at Lackadar is that we are more than a podcast, not because of us, but because of God, and that we strive to bring glory to Him because that's the only place where glory is deserved, and that the listeners either come to know Christ if they don't, or built up in their walk with Christ. With that being said, of course, Lackadar does not need to be a substitute for your church body. We pray that you're plugged into a church body and are not letting Lackadar be a substitute for that. But hopefully, Lackadar is helping you in your daily walk. And if you have any questions, feel free to reach out to us on our social media pages, which are in the episode description. We hope you enjoy the episode and God uses it. So glad you are tuning in today, whenever you are listening to this, if it's morning or night or afternoon, whatever time that is, we appreciate you taking the time out of your day to listen to this, and hope God uses it to encourage you, grow you. If you've stumbled upon this and you don't know about Jesus and what he's done for you, that would convict you to make him the Lord of your life through believing in Jesus' crucifixion and resurrection. But before we dive down into the meat of what we're going to talk about today from Matthew 5, chapter 9, we're going to go ahead and say a word of prayer. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day. and Just thank you for this podcast, God, and that, that it's not me, God, that it's you. And may that be the case, that you would speak through me, God, and that my words would not be the words that are being spoken, God, but it could be what you would have the pe- these people listening to hear, God. And I thank you for them, and thank you for their support, encouragement, God, and their willingness to listen and help. If there's someone that doesn't know you that stumbled upon this, they would come to, God, and that those that do know you would grow in you. And just please help us to glorify you in everything we say and do. Thank you most of all for Jesus. And just please help us to love you and love each other more every day. It's in your name I pray. Amen. Alright, so if you've been, I know I say this every week, but if you've been keeping up, or if you have not, we are going through the teachings of Jesus, and more specifically right now, the Sermon on the Mount, and more specifically than that, the Beatitudes. We have one more after today, which will air, on this one will come out on the 8th, and then one on the 15th, and then... We will probably take a short break from this series. There will still be episodes being produced. On the 22nd, there will probably... This should come more at the announcement space. We'll come back to this. Sorry, got a little distracted looking at the calendar. We're going to come back to this. But we wrap up the attitudes next week. But with that being said, this is Matthew 5, verse 9. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. Blessed are the peacemakers, for they shall be called sons of God. 
So, of course, blessed, we know, is the state of well-being from being in the kingdom of God. And today's going to be a little bit different than some of the others. We're not going to spend as much time talking about Bluster the Peacemakers because when we get into it, it's kind of self-explanatory. But we are going to spend a lot of time talking about that last phrase, for they shall become, be called sons of so, let's get into it. What does, what is a peacemaker? Well, it's someone who, we don't make peace. We can't make peace. Peace, of course, only comes from God. We promote peace, is what peacemakers do. They promote peace with God within themselves. They, of course, they can't do it on their own. Jesus, Jesus has already done the work. That's something we're going to come back to in just a minute. But they believe in the crucifixion and resurrection and they make him the Lord of their life they are at peace with God through Jesus not of our own works because we we obviously can't do it on our own only because of Jesus do we have that peace but we accept his opportunity to be at peace with him and we we cultivate peace with the world there's a there's a lot of things going on in the world that are not at peace we're I'm coming up on the midterm elections here. Actually, the day this episode airs. And just a lot of political and all sorts of turmoil going on in the world. There needs to be peace. And who else should peace come from than from God? That's the only place real peace comes from. And if we are his people, which we are, if we are believers, we should be cultivating and practicing that peace. So how do we do that with the world? Well, Tony Evans says we identify the truth. Okay. We know there's two things in that. That This is with people bickering. How we cultivate peace in that. We identify the truth. But the capital T, God, the absolute truth of Jesus, is crucifixion and resurrection and lordship. And then we identify the truth of the situation. Okay, what does this party say? What does this party say? What's the truth? Because probably somewhere in the middle of what each party says, we know that that's practical day-to-day living. Then we address the sin. What sin occurred? And then we construct a bridge between those who are at odds with one another. So, I'm going to use an example here. Friend A claims... Friend B stole a piece of gum from them. And they're back and forth with one another. Friend B is saying it's not true. Friend A is saying it is true. Well, you, as the peacemaker, go in. You find out what happened from friend A, friend B, any witnesses that were there. Then you address the sin. Stealing's wrong. And then you become the bridge. You say, well, maybe friend B didn't know that the gum belonged to you. Maybe. And you tell friend B to apologize. You just become that peacemaker. And that's what we're called to be. Now sometimes, we're going to cause, we're not going to cause peace by how we live, by sharing the gospel. That might make peace not happen because people might get mad at us. But in the end, we are showing what peace is because the gospel is peace. Peace. 
It's a fruit of the Spirit. And we're telling people how to have peace with God. They might not like it and they might not be at peace with us because of what we said. But if they follow what we said, not because of our words, but because of what the Bible says, they will be at peace with God. So we show people that. Another thing we do, and we're not going to talk too much about this because we're going to talk about this soon-ish, depending on how long it takes us to get there. In Matthew 5, 44 through 45 says this, But I say to you, love your enemies and pray for those who persecute you, so that you may be sons of your Father who is in heaven. For he makes the sun rise on the evil and on the good and sends rain on the just and on the unjust. We're called to love all people and be at peace with all people. It's not something some only a select few are called to do. If we are believers, we are called to pursue peace and be at peace with people. How better to do that than to love our enemies? And yes, they might not accept it. They might not want peace with you. They might not like you on a personal level, whatever. But we are called to produce peace within people. If God can love the very people that are against Him, that spit in His face, talking about the unsaved, and us, we do it too. We spit in God's face every time we sin. But the people that are actively choosing not to follow Jesus as Lord, as Lord and proclaim Him as Lord, if He can love those people and make the rainfall and the sun shine on them, how much more can we love them? And yes, God is perfect. God is love. We know that. But if God can do it, and God loves the people that do not choose Him, we can love the people here on earth and pursue peace with them. And the thing is, Jesus did the same thing for us. I've kind of alluded to this. The only way we can have any sort of peace the only way we have peace with God, the only way I'm sitting here saying this, the only reason you searched, maybe you didn't search this out, maybe you stumbled upon it, the only reason you're listening to this more than likely is because you have peace with God. How does that happen? Through Jesus. And Jesus alone. Jesus came, left the splendor of heaven to be in the womb of Mary, born in Bethlehem, lived a sinless life, died on the cross, rose from the dead, wants to be the Lord of your life, had all the wrath put on Him for our sins so that we could be at peace with God upon accepting Him as the Lord and Savior of our life. So, if Jesus did it, so should we. Of course, we might, it might never come to the point where we have to die for someone to have peace with them. But who knows? So next thing, I would say kind of on, along those same lines. Well, not along those same lines. We're going to kind of move into now. For they shall be called sons of God. This is, this is a huge deal. Under the new covenant. So what happens when Jesus comes? We're no longer under covenant of the law. Yes, we still follow the law that is applicable to us. The ones that were customary law for Israel. We're not still under because we're not Israelites. 
Jesus obviously fulfilled the law down to all 613 letters. Ten Commandments still follow those. But the ones that were specific for Israel, that's what Israel was under. Is that how Israel got saved? Of course not. They looked to the coming Messiah and believed in him as Lord and Savior of their life like we look back at the Messiah that came. But they were they lived under the law. We're under the sun. That doesn't mean we don't still keep the law. But we have a freedom in being sons of God. That we don't have to uphold every letter of the law. We strive to. We strive to uphold everything in this word. But we fall so short. And thanks to Jesus, we're still called sons of God. And the sons of God, we are adopted into the family. And a cool thing about adoption, I believe I've said this on here before. If I've not, this is the first time I'll say it on here. <coughs> Sorry, that's not what I had to say. Um, when back in this time when Paul writes about adoption and all these things for someone to be adopted they cannot be disowned your own son or daughter you could disown but when you adopted someone they can never be disowned that's what we are we're adopted through Jesus coming, dying on the cross, giving us that peace. We're sons of God. So as sons of God and daughters of God, we are reflectors of God. And if we are at peace with God, if God offers peace to us, then we should be out in the streets talking about peace, pursuing peace with our neighbors. And just how awesome is it that we are able to be called sons and daughters? That this God who is in heaven, who has every right to say, No, you don't deserve to be saved. You don't deserve to be my son, to be my daughter. Sent his only son to live a perfect life so that we could be called sons and daughters. That's pretty awesome to me. In no, no other religion, at least no other religion that I know of, allows you to have that intimate relationship like that with their deity. At least none I know of. And we serve the holy God, the only God. So what does that mean? For us well there's application that goes along with that of course there is we pursue peace again these beatitudes yes blessed are the pure in heart blessed are the peacemakers we'll get to that one next week the persecuted one blessed are the persecuted we're going to do those next week blessed are the poor in spirit those who mourn the meek those who hunger and thirst for righteousness and the merciful these are the things we do not on our own, but once we have accepted Jesus as Lord and Savior and He's living in us through the Holy Spirit, these are the things we do. We pursue the fruits of the Spirit. 
But we also have that intimate relationship with the Father where we can run to Him. And we can confess our sins. We get to ask Him for things. Now sometimes we abuse that and just bring a laundry list before God. But we have the opportunity to pray to a holy God. We don't have to go to a temple. We don't have to face a certain direction. We don't have to do anything. We just have to talk to our God. This is kind of a little tangent, but why would we not do that? Why would we not act like sons or act like daughters of this king? And you know what else comes along with that? An inheritance. Kingdom of heaven. We talked about that back when we talked about blessed to the poor in spirit. We are going to get the kingdom of heaven. How awesome is that, that we get to live there? And we are sons of God and should be out pursuing peace, teaching about peace everywhere we go. Everywhere we go. And like I said, the gospel is peace. When we're talking about the gospel, we're talking about how we get peace with a holy God. Nothing we do, because if it was up to us, we would never have peace with God. But because Jesus provided the way for us to have peace, when we look upon that and recognize that Jesus came and died and rose from the dead, we make Him the Lord of our life. Thanks to God and Jesus, we are at peace with Him. And then we start pursuing peace, producing peace. Saying to our neighbors, hey, let's not fight about this. It doesn't matter. And that's another thing. We've talked about this kind of on Closing Thoughts before. Christians need to be unified. We don't need to worry about things that don't matter within our belief systems. Different soteriology, if you will. Or just even things in the church like carpet color or how often we should do this or what songs we should sing what songs we should sing or anything like that. We as a sorry, my chair is making all sorts of noise. I, I don't know if you can hear that or not. That's the chair, I promise. Anyway. Um we as believers, no matter we don't have to agree on everything to be unified and to be at peace with one another, but we need to be at peace with one another. Because how can we go out in the world and say Jesus offers this peace, but yet we're bickering because somebody wants red and somebody wants burgundy carpet colored. Or someone wants to sing nothing but the blood and someone else wants to sing great are you Lord. We have to be unified and at peace with one another. Because once we're at peace with God, we're commanded to be at peace with everyone else. And look, some people will not have it that way, but as long as you are doing what is up to you to produce that peace, to promote that peace, you're doing good. And like I said, this isn't a call to some select group. We're all called to promote peace everywhere we go, through the sun, because that's the only way we have peace with Him. So let's not forget our sonship, our daughtership, and let's reflect the King everywhere we go. By producing peace. And that's all I have on that part. I know it's a little bit shorter. But I just. I know some of these have been a little bit shorter. Than what we were accustomed to with church words in Ephesians. 
But the Beatitudes are so rich that doing them all in one would just minimize the importance of them. But they're all extremely important with leading and living how we live because Jesus, Jesus is in us and we're living through him. So be, be, be peaceful people. Be people that make peace. And we're not talking about hippies that go around. But we are talking about promoting peace with people. And that's all I have. And if you're not at peace with God and you would like to be, reach out to someone and talk about that. Maybe you've heard about this Jesus that died on the cross and rose from the dead for your sins and you want to make him the Lord of your life. You haven't done that. You want to be at peace with Holy God. Please do that. Please just stop right now and ask, ask God to be the Lord of your life. Confess your sin. If maybe you've stumbled upon this, you have no clue what sin is. Sin is anything that's against God. Lying, stealing, committing lust, or adultery, murdering, which Jesus clarifies as hating is also murdering, taking the Lord's name in vain, disobeying God in any way is sin. So, maybe you want peace with this God. Tell him you know you're a sinner. And you want him to be the Lord of your life. You believe that he sent his son to die on the cross and raised from the dead. And you don't want, you want peace with this God. You want him to be the Lord. And if you want more information, please reach out to me anyway. Except my personal cell number that you can reach me is down in the episode description. If you know someone, a pastor, or anyone that you would like to talk to about this, please, please don't wait. Have peace with God through Jesus. And then make peace with your brothers and sisters in Christ and the people that are not saved. Yeah, so I'm going to pray and then we're going to move into closing thoughts. Dear Lord, I thank you for this day and thank you for Jesus providing that peace for us, God. Thank you for us being sons and daughters of you, God. Thank you so much for that. Because we know that once we've been adopted, we cannot be disowned. God, I just thank you so much for everything you've done and everything you're going to continue to do, God. And just please help us to promote peace everywhere we go with our brothers and sisters in Christ and those that are not saved, God. And help if there's someone here that doesn't know you that they would come to, God. They would reach out to someone, God. Maybe right now, as they're listening to this, they're praying a prayer, God, telling you that they don't want to not be at peace with you any longer, God. Just please help. Help us to all love you and love each other more every day. It's in your name I pray. Amen. So, this is a little bit of a different closing thoughts. I don't know how long it'll be. But as I was studying for this, I was reading a passage. The passage about God making rain fall on the just and the unjust and the sunrise on the just and the unjust. Something along those lines. I've closed my Bible now, so I can't look at it. And it talked, a, a subnote on it talked about God loves everyone. And this is not, basically it talks about God's wrath and God's hate. 
for sand. And there are four centers. So I did a little bit of digging on that. And I know it sounds crazy. Maybe it does. But even in God's wrath, there is beauty and there is love and there is perfection. Obviously, because God cannot sin. So God's love is beautiful, yes, but God's wrath. And we see it all poured out in the Old Testament. This is just something maybe you're dealing with this. Maybe you've read about God hating the wicked. Yes, because they actively choose not to follow Him. Does God love them at the same time? Absolutely. It goes back to God's emotions, God being perfect and us not. We can't hate and love someone at the same time. God does. That's just as simple as that. I don't know how else to describe it other than God's perfection. So that's just another layer to me. And maybe you're kind of tuning this out. You don't really care. That's just another layer to me. This is the main point of closing thoughts of the perfect God that we serve, that even his emotions, his wrath, and his anger are perfection. Because that's not the case with us, or at least with me, and I doubt it's the case with you. So let's, let's get those people that are going to hell because of God's just anger. God's, God's completely right in that. That's another thing. Our anger is not just. Our anger is not right. God has a foundation for his anger because they choose not to follow him. But let's, let's tell those people about that. Tell them they're going to hell in a nicer way, obviously. But let's point them to the God that loves them. And that's all I have for closing thoughts. Just God's perfection pointing people to God's love. Which is sometimes carried out in wrath. But it's always. Maybe you've read that where it says God hates the wicked. God opposes the proud. All of these things. Yes, he does. But he also, of course, loves. And provides a way out of that. His name is Jesus. So. With that being said, let's go promote peace and tell people about the peace they can have with God. And maybe you're struggling with that, how God can do both. Know that our anger is usually not found in a right reason. God's is. Look at Jesus in the temple, for instance. When Jesus got angry in the temple, it was justified. When God gets angry, it's justified because people sin and do exactly what he tells them not to do. So maybe you're struggling with that. I hope that helps. If not, I apologize for any confusion I could have caused. Hope I did not. If you have any questions, please reach out. I will do the best I can to answer those. Just know, Jesus provided a way out of the wrath, out of hell, out of eternal separation and non-peace with him. His name is Jesus. Now, go tell people about it. So back to what I was talking about. Earlier, before I realized that it was not announcement time. Today, the day you're listening to this, if it's the day that it came out, November 8th. Then the next week is November 15th, and we will do the final Beatitude. That day, I know it's kind of two of them, but they're kind of similar in the their message. So we're going to do, there are some similar in their message. We're going to talk about that next week, so come listen to that. 
And the 22nd, that's two days before Thanksgiving. Planning right now, unless God changes my heart on this, to do a Thanksgiving, being thankful episode. The 29th will be a testimony episode. Following that, the 6th, 13th, 20th will all be Christmas related. And by Christmas, we mean the true meaning of Christmas. Jesus, obviously. And then the 27th will be a testimony episode, and that will wrap up this year. So with that being said, we have just a few more episodes this year. Sorry, I was trying to think where I wanted to go with that. A few more episodes this year. Thank you for all you've helped us with this year. Celebrated two years this year, but we're going to get to talk about that a little bit later on. And yeah. So, bracelets, if you want one of those, we still have them. They're no charge to you, along with pop sockets and stickers. No charge to you for either one of those things. T-shirts are $20. And yeah. We have the gray one and the blue one. And I don't think I have anything else to, to add to it. So... Yeah, go pursue peace. And hope you guys have a great week. I love you. Guys, go point to the point. Goodbye.